0: This is the Commercial Property Cashflow Blueprint Podcast. Big cashflow property secrets from retired Byron Bay surfing fanatic, James Dawson. Hi everyone, it's James Dawson here and welcome to my Commercial Property Podcast. And in this podcast today, I'm going to be talking about how I review a property initially so that I can see if I'm going to look deeper into this property as a potential investment. So I'm having a look here at a property that's in a strong regional area in New South Wales and depending on the style of the property generally the first thing I'm looking for is will it be a cash flow positive investment from the day of settlement and also is there ability there to increase the value of the property or manufacture equity quite quickly through engaging Upsides that may not have been seen in uh, this property before, and there's lots and lots of properties around that perhaps uh, could be strata titled, uh, that could be built above or be- or behind the property. All sorts of strategies there that I won't go into fully in in this podcast. Certainly, you can have a look at that. More about upsides in my webinar. Essentially, the beauty of being able to find a property that's got some hidden upsides that no one else has noticed or hasn't bothered to engage is that you may be able to get, say, 10 years equity growth in maybe three years, something like that. So it's about propelling your investment portfolio quicker than the average person. This also means that you can reduce the risk of the investment by giving yourself some exit strategies That perhaps uh, other people haven't been able to see. So there's a bit of a step-by-step process to this. So essentially what I work out first is will it be cash flow positive based pretty much on the asking price or what I feel I could buy the property for after chatting with the agent. So this involves of course gathering all the information as much as possible on the property and the surrounding area and quite often the agents will give you an information memorandum and in this property and for this podcast I'm actually looking at a property memorandum now that contains pretty much most of the information I need to make some basic assumptions and then I can look deeper into this deal to see if everything stacks up so this is a two shop property two retail tenancies that both on long-term leases One of them is a post office and the other one's a newsagent. They join a very, very busy and popular local shopping centre that's got great exposure to car and foot traffic. So that's a, a great plus initially. And according to the information memorandum, it's uh, zone B2 local center under the particular LEP for this area now just a tip here when you're looking at information memorandums or in fact anything you get from agents not that they would deliberately set out to deceive you but there's always disclaimers on the end of these information memorandums so you really need to verify everything that's in it but when you're doing your initial numbers on a property you can use the information that's contained within the documents but of course then you need to check that out and perhaps your solicitor may be able to help you with that. Now this property is also on a corner site and I felt that it may lend itself to be subdivided, certainly strata titled into two and there was a couple of other upsides there that I thought uh, would be worthwhile checking out and generally what I do is use a local planner for that and have a step-by-step manner for that and I discuss a little bit more about that in the webinar as well. So let's move on and have a look at this property more fully and work out exactly what the numbers would be. Now, I won't go too much into the location of the property because what I'm trying to get across here in this podcast is just essentially the basics of how uh, a typical commercial property investor would do the numbers. Under the existing leases, the agents are telling me that there is an income of $89,900 per annum that is a post office and a news agency and they've been there for a very very long time Now, what we're always t- trying to get to when you're doing the numbers is trying to get to the net rent and that is the rent that comes into your pocket as the landlord after all outgoings are paid now sometimes you find that the landlord will collect all the rent being in this case the 89900 then pay the outgoings himself, and therefore the net rent may be uh, a figure that's lower than that. It might be $80,000, for example. We'll work that out in a moment. Or it could be something where the rent is slightly lower, and then the bills for the outgoings, which are things like rates, insurance, um, strata fees, if they're strata fees, not in this particular property, uh, maybe management fees, anything like that, are then handed directly on to the to the tenant as well. Now as I ran through the numbers for this property the agent told me uh, once again that the gross rent or the rent before any outgoings was 89900 and they've also given me another number here saying that the net income after outgoings is $85,000. They're including in those outgoings council and water rates but they haven't included insurance And also the management fee so typically when I do my numbers as an investor I want to know exactly where I'm going to stand with this property at the end of the day that means that I need to allow for any other outgoings that would normally come out of my pocket as a landlord one of those would be management of the property now typically with commercial property the management fee is actually less than residential property which usually runs at about eight something percent something like that but you'll often find with commercial properties that the management fee charged by an agent would be around five percent and i do highly recommend getting an agent to manage a property you can manage this yourself but why not uh, pay the agent to do that's tax deductible and it keeps the uh, whole deal a little bit separate from you personally And you can just look at their statements and and hassle the agent if there's any issues down the track. So even though this agent has told me that his net income is $85,000, he hasn't allowed for management and I don't think he's also allowed for insurance as well. So I've made some assumptions there and reworked the numbers to look at the situation as if I was going to own this property tomorrow. And we're collecting the rent via an agent so I've come up with the following numbers starting starting a figure of eighty nine thousand nine hundred dollars then I've deducted five thousand dollars another th- for uh, management another three thousand eight hundred dollars for rates and also another fifteen hundred dollars for insurance so that's giving me a net rent to me of about $79,600, let's just use the round figure of $80,000 net rent. So the next step for me as an investor is to work out based on a rough purchase price because obviously I'm going to to negotiate very, very hard to get a great deal. Uh, I'm going to use a rough purchase price for this property of $1 million. They're asking slightly more than that for this property, but that's the price I'm going to use. So to work out my net return on the asking price, I'm gonna use the figure of $1 million. So I'm gonna divide $80,000 divided by $1 million. That's gonna give me an 8% net return. But the other thing that I do as an investor is I like to allow for all the purchase costs as well. And I like to work out my return on that because I'll be using an equity loan To provide the deposit for this property which typically is around 20 to 30% for this style of property I want to work out exactly what this deal will do for me if I borrow 100% of the funds to buy it so what I need to do is work out the purchase costs of this property now you can confirm these with a solicitor but I use a rough amount that uh, I've learned over the years from buying properties so we're going to look at first the stamp duty amount which is one of the larger costs and you can use a calculator online for that and that's about $41,000. Then also I'm going to allow for some legal fees and perhaps a valuation fee as well and perhaps some travel as well. So let's allow say $1,500 for legal fees another $1,500 for valuation. Of course you can confirm these amounts all you're trying to get to here is uh, a point where you can see if this deal is, is looking good enough to spend more time on looking at. And I'm also gonna allow $1,000 for travel because I wanna drive out there or fly out there to have a look at this property. So in total, I've got costs of roughly about $45,000 to buy this property. So the property is gonna cost me $1,045,000 and I'm getting a net rent of $80,000 a year. So the actual net return in real life on the whole amount, if you borrow the whole amount, could be a couple of different loans there, but let's say if you borrow the whole 1045000 the net return would be 7.6%. Now, you might find that that's not quite enough for this deal, and you might want to make that purchase price even lower than that. But the other thing that I like to do, and the next step before I move any further with this property, is work out what the positive cash flow would be for me if i settled this deal tomorrow so cash flow from the day of settlement what would that actually be and what would that put in my bank now these are only rough numbers of course because there's depreciation benefits that you may get on this property as well which may further improve the bottom line but i know lots of lots of investors that do exactly the same as I'm doing right now, and they work this out quickly on the back of an envelope. Then they move on from there to really hone down on the numbers. So if I borrowed one million and forty-five thousand at five percent, the repayments on that are going to be fifty-two thousand two hundred, say, per year. And I'm getting, as you remember, eighty thousand net rent in from the rents after outgoings. So my positive cash flow would be eighty thousand dollars minus let's just use the round number of fifty two thousand dollars so this property is going to be twenty eight thousand dollars a year cash flow positive from the day of settlement so that's quite encouraging for this deal especially because I've identified some upsides in this property that could really really enhance this deal now these are Upsides do require some money to be spent, but as the property is cash flow positive from day one in any case, I've got some time up my sleeve and actually got a bit of cash there to spend on this deal by way of engaging some uh, consultants, etc., to have a look at the various things that I think I'm able to do. Now, of course, what I would do in this situation would be engage these consultants prior to exchanging contracts I'm absolutely sure or at least 99% sure 95% sure that I could engage these upsides down the track very very important so that's something that uh, I certainly would look at now just going back to that return of 7.6% to me after acquisition costs. Remember I allowed for the stamp duty, the legal fees and some travel and of course the valuation fees as well. There may be some other costs there as well. It might be a, a building and pest inspection which I would highly recommend as well. So you really need to hone down on these numbers and actually change the numbers as you move through the due diligence of this deal. Now I cover that uh, thoroughly in my property course but My point is here though that sometimes when you do the numbers you find that you have to go back and sort of start again and review the price that you thought you might be happy to pay now in this particular case when I was looking at this property at around a million I thought okay that works not too badly but I think I would want to buy this property a little bit cheaper than that so I would typically go back and review the numbers again at a lower purchase price so I'd have to change my stamp duty won't change a whole lot but I'd change that and then also would hone down further on the upsides that I've identified with this property and one of them is being able to strata title the two shops and there were three other upsides with this property uh, that I identified that I needed to look into further to make sure that they would work so I hope you find this uh, little deal review interesting I'm going to look at another one shortly and we'll run through the numbers of that which will be a more set-and-forget style property without too much upside just uh, something that you may just hang on to for uh, a long-term investment and I'll run you through the quick numbers of how most investors would do that now we'll have a quick look at some numbers for a set-and-forget style property and this is a small office in CBD in uh, Haymarket in Sydney that I was actually looking at a while ago and I did a whole series of numbers on this and I'm going to cut to the chase with the numbers here so we can get down to the point of what the positive cash flow for this property might be at a certain price. Now quite often you'll find that investors will work out several different scenarios at different prices uh, particularly if they're going to auction so this is the way I've worked this out. When you buy a set and forget style investment because it's generally fairly impossible to manufacture equity through upsides you really want to buy that property well. And if you have listened to my webinars, a few tips and tricks there that could help you with that and certainly cover a lot of that in my property course. But essentially today, I just want to run through the numbers quickly and just show you what a set and forget style investment can do for you positive cash flow wise if you buy it correctly and the right price in the beginning. Now, commercial property is all based on the numbers. One of the benefits over residential property is that you can do the numbers on lots of properties quite quickly and really hone down on a property that you might like to look further into. And there should be no emotion whatsoever when you're buying one of these style of properties. When I was looking at this property, it's a small office in Castle Ray Street in Haymarket. And I'd already worked out that the uh, price for this property should be around $230,000 based on some recent sales. So uh, added to that, I'm just going to run through the numbers quickly here so we can get to the point of finding out what the positive cash flow would be for this property if bought at this price. So uh, the price that I arrived at was $230,000 to that I need to add the costs uh, to buy that property which is $7,000 stamp duty $1,500 $1,500 legal, say. These are all estimates, by the way. Valuation about $1,000. And also, want wanted to get a body corporate uh, report on the strata title. There's a strata title property that costs about $400. So, round figures, the total cost to buy that property would be $240,000. And I worked out that the net rent is $16,400. The net return to me, including acquisition costs for that property would be 16400 divided by $240,000, so about 6.8% net return, so not too bad at all. Now, if I'm borrowing my money interest only at 4.9%, the total repayments on 100% of the borrowings, that's including the acquisition costs of $240,000. That's gonna cost me $11,760 per annum in interest. And remember, I'm getting $16,400 in net rent. So that's $4,700 per year positive cash flow in the first year. Now, of course, with commercial property, the lease document is very, very strong. And in the lease document, The rent generally goes up by a fixed amount or CPI which is consumer price index every year. So that rent would nibble up a little bit at the moment, it's probably around 2% a year or it might be a fixed percentage, I haven't checked the lease with this particular property. Sometimes you'll see a fixed percentage of 3 or 4% per annum. Now also added to this, there may be some depreciation benefits which would make the bottom line better for you after the depreciation benefits are taken into account. And you can certainly look into that with your accountant when you're looking at a particular property. But if you'd like to know more about how the numbers work and some more examples of these style of deals where there's no emotion involved, basically just looking at the numbers, hoping to get some upside by uh, knowing what to look for. Check out my webinar and that will give you a good set of tips and some properties that are great real-life examples so you can have a look at those and see how those work. So thanks for listening and we'll chat soon.